Hi. Hi. How are you? I am absolutely amazing. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I was sitting there waiting and then I realized, hey, maybe you should refresh the page. <laughs> then maybe you'll see something new. I said, Lord, have mercy. But I figured it out. You know what? It, it is so okay. You know what? I have to dim this a little bit. There we go. That was a little too bright. You know what? It, it's perfectly what? fine because I just started not too long ago doing okay. my interviews live mm -hmm. on Instagram. Initially, I they, they I was doing them on Facebook Live, but oh, okay. I, I decided I decided to switch one day. I just decided, you know what? I'm switching it up, and I, I like this a lot better. Now. People are all about Instagram now. Instagram Live. Yeah. That's where it is now. Yeah. It, uh, much more engagement. Um, Facebook Live was, was, was okay, but there seems to be more engagement on Instagram Live. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. really yeah. happy with the switch. So, Me too. Well, I tell you, Floyd, this is my first Instagram Live, so I'm thrilled. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I hope it will not be your last because, you know, this is this is something that you can incorporate for yourself if you just want to talk yeah. about anything that's upcoming. But you know what? We're you know what? Hold that thought because we're gonna okay. we're gonna be official about this. Okay, let's let. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with, and I am your humble host, Floyd Marshall Jr., and I am joined by the amazing Stacy Greenwell. And I, I, I am so excited to talk with this phenomenal young lady. And I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about who Miss Stacy Greenwell is. And if you are an actor or an actress, this is something that you should definitely be tuned into. Because when I say working actress, if you look it up in the dictionary, she's staring back at you, ladies and gentlemen. So let me give you a snippet of who Miss Stacy Greenwell is. Stacy Greenwell decided she'd rather play a lawyer on TV than be one in real life. So she stopped practicing law in Washington, D.C. and moved to New York to pursue a career in acting. After earning an MFA in acting at the Actors Studio Drama School and performing in numerous plays and musicals in The Big Apple, it was time to move to Hollywood. And that's what she did. And since arriving in Los Angeles, Stacy has guest starred in various productions, including Perry Mason on HBO. That was phenomenal. And it was not the Perry Mason that your mother used to watch. She's also <laughs> been in Shameless on Showtime, Last Man Standing on Fox, Sharp Objects, HBO, Modern Family. And that is just a very, very small portion of what she has done. If you remember in Living Color, and I'm going back a ways, there they, they Keenan and Damon played these characters, the Jamaicans, and uh -huh. they had like 10 jobs. They had like 10 <laughs> jobs. And when I thought when when I was looking at your resume on IMDB, that mm -hmm. and Living Color popped into my mind because I was saying to myself, wow. When you're talking about someone that works and works consistently, you are someone who does that. So Stacy Greenwell, 
Welcome to a conversation with. How are Thank you? you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. You are so welcome. I, I'm I'm happy that you 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 uh, decided to join us. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media, and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am absolutely amazing. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I was sitting there waiting and then I realized, hey, maybe you should refresh the page. <laughs> then maybe you'll see something new. I said, Lord, have mercy. But I figured it out. You know what? It, it is so okay. You know what? I have to dim this a little bit. There we go. That was a little too bright. You know what? It, it's perfectly what? fine because... I just started not too long ago doing my interviews live on mm -hmm. Instagram. Initially, I they, they I was doing them on Facebook Live, but oh, okay. I, I decided I decided to switch one day. I just decided, you know what, I'm switching it up, and I, I like this a lot better. People are all about Instagram now. Instagram Live, yeah, that's where it is now. Yeah, it, uh, much more engagement. Um, Facebook Live was, was was okay, but there seems to be more engagement on Instagram Live. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm really yeah. happy with the switch. So Me too. Well, I tell you, Floyd, this is my first Instagram Live, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I hope it will not be your last because, you know, this is this is something that you can incorporate for yourself. If you just want to talk yeah. about anything that's upcoming, but you know what, we're, you know what, hold that thought because we're going to, okay. we're going to be official about this. Okay. Let's let <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with, and I am your humble host, Floyd Marshall Jr. And I am joined by the amazing Stacy Greenwell. And I, I, I am so excited to talk with this phenomenal young lady. And I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about who Miss Stacy Greenwell is. And if you are an actor or an actress, this is something that you should definitely be tuned into because when I say working actress, if you look it up in the dictionary, she's staring back at you, ladies and gentlemen. So let me give you a snippet of who Miss Stacy Greenwell is. Stacy Greenwell decided she'd rather play a lawyer on TV than be one in real life. So she stopped practicing law in Washington, DC and moved to New York to pursue a career in acting. After earning an MFA in acting at the Actors Studio Drama School and performing in numerous plays and musicals in the Big Apple, it was time to move to Hollywood. And that's what she did. And since arriving in Los Angeles, Stacy has guest starred in various productions, including Perry Mason on HBO. That was phenomenal. And it was not the Perry Mason that your mother used to watch. She's also <laughs> been in Shameless on Showtime, 
Last Man Standing on Fox, Sharp Objects, HBO, Modern Family. And that is just a very, very small portion of what she has done. If you remember in Living Color, and I'm going back a ways, there, they, they, Keenan and Damon played these characters, the Jamaicans, and uh-huh. they had like 10 jobs. They had like 10 <laughs> jobs. And when I thought, when, when I was looking at your resume on IMDb, that mm-hmm. and Living Color popped into my mind because I was saying to myself, wow, when you're talking about someone that works and works consistently, you are someone who does that. So Stacy Greenwell, welcome to a conversation with how are Thank you? you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks am, for inviting me. You are so welcome. I, I'm, I'm happy that you, you, you uh, decided to join us. So I'm, I'm going to get right to it. So, so where, where, okay. are you, where are you from initially? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes, yes. Oh, Good okay. Atlanta. Born there, went to Detroit from like ages one to 10 and then back to Atlanta until high school. So Atlanta's my home. Atlanta's your home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you went to high school in Atlanta. Where, where did you go mm-hmm. to college? Georgetown. Oh, oh, wow. You went to Georgetown Law School. Oh, okay. Phenomenal. Georgetown undergrad, University oh, of Virginia. Undergrad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So while attending Georgetown, studying, studying law? Business. Business. Okay. So, so, so mm-hmm. where, where did the, 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 the lawyer come in? When, when did you start studying law? I didn't decide to be a lawyer till I, after I graduated from undergrad, okay. had a couple of years off and I was like, I think I want to go back to school. I've always, I like the performance aspect of being a lawyer. Now, I didn't realize that's what it was at mm-hmm. the time, but the idea of, you know, doing closing arguments and all of that stuff, it was attractive to me. I didn't know that it was supposed to be acting, but <laughs> something drew me to law and I love law school. I just didn't. I just didn't like practicing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the jump from lawyer to actress, how, how did that come about? In law school, I did a, a mock trial. So we would all pretend to be each other's witnesses. And somebody asked me to go on the stand and be a, a mother whose son had been killed or injured or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a fun opportunity. So I put on a wig and glasses. I started crying on the stand and really, you know, going for it. And the um, teacher in the class, the professor, he called the recess and he said, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm acting. And he said, well, you're going above and beyond most people when they get in here. You know, people, they, they say the facts and everything you're supposed to say, but I just had so much fun, you know, embodying this character and it kind of awakened something in me that I didn't know was there. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, you do the mock trial. I do the mock trial. And you're now you're bitten by the bug. A little bit. Okay. Okay. A little bit, but didn't know it until, until maybe, 
a year later or a few months later, the Wiz came to town in Charlottesville, Virginia, and they were, you know, looking for people to be in the play. I had never been in a play, um, but I do sing. And so a friend of mine said, well, won't you audition and see if you can be in it? And I was like, well, I don't really know how to act, but, you know, I can sing. Maybe I could pull this thing off. Mm -hmm. And I ended up being cast in Dorothy, and I realized that's what I had been looking for. <laughs> when I got up on stage and, you know, started performing, I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had. And mind you, I had always been a singer, but I was kind of afraid to do it. I would do it and I would do a decent job, I think. But there would be so much, you know, beforehand with nerves. And, you know, afterwards, I'd be asking my friends, did you like this part? Did I do? Was it high enough? Was it low? And I was like torturing myself. But when I mixed singing and acting together and I was the character, it was a whole different thing. It, it wasn't me. So it didn't feel as personal. Okay. It was just fun. So, so yeah, that's when I was like, okay, I really like this. Now, mind you, it's the third year in law school. So it was a fun hobby, but I wasn't thinking about pursuing it full time until later. Okay. So you get the lead role in The Wiz mm -hmm. on your first audition. How long did the show run for? Oh, wow. It was extended. And I mean, a, a couple, a few months, I'd say. I don't really remember. I'd say a few months. We, we had a small theater that okay. maybe had 100 seats. And then we moved to a big theater that had 500 seats. Oh, wow. And it, it kind of went on for... You know, yeah, a, f a few months. So, so how was it? Because you said you never acted before until that point. Singing, yes. Acting, no. So, mm -hmm. it was basically on the job training for you. Absolutely. Having to learn all the terminology, and you know, you have to find your mark, and you're like, what mark? So, what right. what was that like on on your first production? knowing absolutely nothing and having to learn everything while going to law school. Exciting. I mean, the last year of law school, you kind of gone through the hard part, you know, the hardest part, you know, so I felt comfortable in law school to a certain degree. And um, so the new challenge was acting and I, I welcomed it. You know, I wanted to learn as much as possible you know, I wanted I wanted to do a good job. So I threw myself in it. And luckily, I had some great castmates who, you know, would help me and tell me where stage right, where stage left up, you know, stage. I had so many people to help along the way that I felt I felt secure. OK, so are you are you still in contact with any of your your first time theater mates? And what did they think of the fact that here's this newbie? coming in and getting one of the most major roles in the play. What, what did they think of that? Because that, that had to be interesting. The fact that, again, you've never acted and you probably had some of them that have been training for quite some time. And then here you come and you get the lead part. So what was that dynamic like? Well, I, I like to think they were happy about it, too. <laughs> if they weren't, they didn't put on me. Okay. But, no, you know, I mean, 
that's this business. You got mm -hmm. people who are starring in shows now who's like, I've never acted before, but they got a big break. And that's just the way it goes. There are people who've been working forever, but, you know, maybe they're not the lead of a show, but but tomorrow they might be, you right. know, and that's that's the beauty of this industry. It's not it's not like a law firm. It's not like, well, I put in my time. Now you have to make me a partner. No, it's it's I want to say random, <laughs> you know, like you never know when somebody's moment is. And and I just had so many nice castmates and I, I like to believe that they were all happy, you know, for me and. You know, we were we were a close a close knit group, and I am still in contact with some of them. You know, I'll be in Facebook and stuff like that, but we keep up with each other, and and some of them are still acting, some of them are solely singing, and you know, so it was it was a, a great experience. Beautiful. So you do the you do the Wiz extended run, so that must have been a a, a great confidence booster for you. And then after the whiz, what happens after the whiz? Because now you, you know <laughs> that you can do this. So what, what was your next step after the whiz? Back to law school, back, back to the plan. Okay. As it were. And, um, you know, I graduated, I moved to DC, started practicing in a law firm, did securities and bankruptcy. And honestly, I knew on the first day that I didn't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> The very first day, I remember we did a, a tour of the of the building and I remember looking in the library and looking at all the books and and I had this feeling, this is not your life. Like I heard a voice say, this is not your life. But I said back to the voice, well, you're at least going to try this because, you know, I've gone through school. I put a lot of time in. So I owed it. I felt like I owed it to myself to at least try it. And I did for a couple of years. And after that second year of not hating it, but not loving it, you know, there's there's so many hours that you have to spend doing law in a law firm. Like it's long hours. So if you don't love it, it's probably not a good place for you to be. And I didn't love it. So I just started making a list of everything that made me happy regardless of whether or not it was even a real job, regardless of if I could get paid for it, like I would write down, having dinner with friends, travel, I'm singing, but I didn't want to be like a lead singer. So I was like singing with a group or, you know, and then I thought, you know, I had a great time acting. I wrote down acting and I would write down some other things. And just like over a period of weeks, just whenever I thought of something that brought me joy, I would write it down. And then... I just remember going over the, the list and there were a lot of performance type things on there. Mm -hmm. So what about acting? What if, what if I looked into that? So I started taking a local class at a community college. It was on Shakespeare and that was fun. And then I took another class in New York. So I would drive to New York from DC every weekend to do an acting class out there. <laughs> it was an interesting acting class. It was acting mixed with yoga if you can believe it, <laughs> which was different, wow. but it was interesting. It was enough to, to get mm. me interested, to keep me interested. So I did that. And once I had done all that, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I could really do this, but I would need to go to school. And I was watching inside the actor's studio on television. 
And I said, now that'll be a cool school to go to. What, what if I could go there? And I applied and I got accepted and that was that. Wow. <laughs> I quit my job. I was, I was out. <laughs> wow. So you see inside the actor's studio with my hero, James Lipton. I absolutely hey. loved. He's great. Oh my gosh. Iconic. And you apply and you get in. What was it like taking classes at such a prestigious school? Because if, if, if you've ever watched the actor's studio, the people that have come through those doors are some of the biggest names in the business and people who have really put in phenomenal work. And mm -hmm. here you find yourself walking those very same halls. So what, what did it feel like to actually go and study there? It was, it was amazing. You know, I felt like I would be learning from the best. I felt like, you know, it was a, a great opportunity for, for me to really dig in and, and get this training that I needed to, to take it to the next level, you know, cause I, I knew there was something there with acting and I was, you know, passable, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I was entertaining, but I knew it was all guessing. And I was like, there's gotta be some technique. There's gotta be more. And, and I was just, I was thirsty for it. And especially after having another career, it made me all the more grateful to have this opportunity to, to pursue my passion. And mind you, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Even the audition for the actor studio, I was, I was kind of a mess. <laughs> I had never really auditioned other than, you know, the, the law school, the whiz and all of that. So I didn't really know what I was doing. And I thought that say I'm in a scene with somebody over here, instead of looking over here, I was looking directly to the audience for everything that I said. Mm. I had this whole monologue and it was very presentational. It was directly at the audience. And they said, okay, well, that's, that's very interesting. Can you please connect with your scene partner? Just do it again and connect. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I did it and I connected with my scene partner and lucky enough, they, they showed me grace and mercy. <laughs> so, it, it, see, that's very interesting. That's hilarious. So you're, but I, I'm telling you, and they're like, right. That's who you're talking to, ma'am, <laughs> over there. I don't know which, which you, what plays you've seen, but like, right. that was good. There. That was good. But how about looking that way? So you can yeah, actually try make eye contact. So, so you can see I'm starting from scratch. Right. Wow. But, but so what was it? about you because you did the whiz you had never acted before and you got the lead role then you go to audition to be a part of the actor studio school and you're still somewhat green and you get in mm -hmm. what do you think it was about you that people said we're going to give her that opportunity. You 
maybe they saw the effort <laughs> maybe they saw the the joy that it was bringing me maybe they you know i i really i really don't know maybe they saw the god in me i don't mm -hmm. know <laughs> i just i know it's important to do your best at any occasion you know and 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 when you're doing your best i think eventually somebody will will take notice they see that you know this girl she might not have it all together but i i see this girl putting forth some effort i i see something in her that that wants it bad enough that at some point she'll be able to flourish and and i was fortunate enough to find people who would work with me they saw that little seed and they were willing to to water it okay that's okay. all i think <laughs> well i mean and, and i agree because sean penn totally bombed his first audition which was fast times at ridgemont high he totally bombed it wow a lot of people don't know that sean penn bombed, no, i don't know that but the casting director basically said what you just said there's something there. And the rest, I mean, because if we say Sean Penn, you know immediately who that is. Yeah, so training. Mm -hmm. How important, if, if you're talking to a young actor or actress, for you, how important is training? Very, very important. I think it's it's one thing to to have quote unquote raw talent but at least as far as i'm concerned technique is important as well and and a lot of times that's what you get in school you also get that practice you know on stage with your 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 fellow classmates and 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 having a professional give you give you advice as to how you can get better to me no matter how good you are you can always grow you know, even the greats have acting coaches on set and all of that. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, whoever you like a lot, nine and a half times out of 10, they have some type of acting coach that they work with because I think the best are always trying to get better. And that's what you get in school. And so so I'm a I'm a big proponent of of learning, learning, learning and learning all types of things. I like the fact that I have different things in my toolbox. I've learned from different people. And so if you're doing one thing and it's not working, go in your toolbox and, and find something else. You know, the more you know, the better. And, and you know, and I think maybe this is for non-actors, but when you look at television, you might see someone having a conversation and it looks natural. But what you may not realize is they've had that same conversation 30 times. So every time they do it, it needs to look like the first time they do it. They, they, they might have been crying real hard on one take and on the next one, they're smiling. Like it's not just talking or reciting lines. It's doing it over and over again and making it look new and fresh. And the first time you said it, you know, and, and a lot of times that's that's gonna take some training, you know. Mm. So I, I highly recommend it to, to anyone who's considering acting. And considering it seriously. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, if 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 it's not serious, then hey, you can do what you want to do. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe it will be 
enough. You know, I was in the whiz with zero training, you know, so sure you can do some things, but you know, I'm, I'm always trying to grow and learn. And I heard, I heard it somewhere. I think it was maybe Michael Jordan who said, make your, your weakness, your strength. So whatever it is that you, you're like, well, I'm not so good at that. Train hard at that. If you're not good at crying, that's what you need to go hard at. When you're at home, when you have some downtime, whatever it is, do memorization. Even if you don't have an audition, work on your memorization. Like there's always something you can do. And, and with training, you'll be able to be stretched in, in ways that, that you need to be stretched. That's beautiful. So <laughs> you get your MFA and you decide to make the move to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Was was that a hard decision when you decided, you know what, I'm I'm done, I'm done here, so it's it's time. Hard. It took a little bit longer than, you know, I thought about it for a while. Like so after I graduated from actor studio i worked at a law firm part-time so during the day i would do and they knew i was an actress so they would come see my plays at night some of the lawyers and partners and it was so sweet and some just told me don't lie to these people tell them what you do because you need to go to auditions you need to work and and for me that was first in my life yeah i needed money but but my passion, my dream, all of that. So I needed something flexible. And thank God they were very flexible and they would, you know, good luck on your audition, break a leg. And I come back and, and I did that for three years. And there just came a point when I thought to myself, you don't, you don't really like leading this double life. Like you want to go hard and pursue what you want to pursue. And it was television. And I just knew that California was just a, a, a better opportunity for me at the time. Um, also, it was warm. <laughs> I was sick of being cold. <laughs> I can't stand cold weather. I had that last winter. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> so, you know, when people will say, well, you need an agent and, you know, you're, you're not the youngest person and you don't have this and you don't look like that and you're black and you didn't. A lot of people had a lot of negative things to say. I didn't have time for that. I was like, listen, I need to do it and I need to do it now. I may not have everything, but I got myself and I got my will and I got my God. I'm ready to go. So I just finally just took a flight out here and that was that. So you get to you get to Los Angeles. Yeah. No agent. What do you do? I took a, a, I think it was called LA Connection, which was a, a week long uh, thing with workshops all throughout. So you meet casting directors, agents and stuff like that. So the first week I got here, that's what I did. And I, I just hit the ground running, met a lot of nice people. And I was actually able to get my agent from that first week that I was here. The, the, I met him then. So, you, you know what, the more you talk, the more I'm thinking that you are absolutely where you're supposed to be, because yeah. I'm going to rewind the tape, the whiz, no experience, you get that, you get into the actor's studio while looking straight ahead, as opposed to looking at your scene partner, <laughs> then you move to Los Angeles, and the first week out, you go to LA Casting Connections, 
and you get an agent. I, I'm believing that you are exactly where you're supposed to be, but that's how I think. What is your mindset on that? That I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm where I'm supposed to be. What do you? What do you? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? I did feel encouraged. You know, I felt like, and I, and I still feel like, if you take a step. God will carry you the next five steps. You know, like you, you have to be moving and making an effort. And and I think those are the times, you know, when when you're rewarded, when you're you're going, you're going forward. Now, mind you, you know, everything wasn't like that. You know, of course, I don't book everything, but I felt like it might have been exactly what I needed to keep me encouraged to keep going, you know. And so, and so that's what it was. It just, it was encouragement. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. Take another step. Good job. Do another step. <laughs> Almost like a little baby. You right. got to keep walking. You keep walking. And so it did feel, it felt right. Wow. So you get an agent and what does she, what does he or she start sending you out on? What, what was your first television role? Well, what I found out is that having an agent doesn't mean you'll get auditions. Mm. That was the first lesson. <laughs> so I had this agent and I'm like, come on, Hollywood, I'm ready. Come at me. No auditions. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I have to put forth some effort. So I started doing more of those workshops and making relationships with people, letting them see what I could do. And then I started getting auditions that way. And in fact, my very first role, I submitted myself for. And that was uh, Twinkie Bird cast me in my first role. I know you're familiar with her. She's amazing. And it was a show called Will to Live, where I was reenacting uh, a, a situation where my son had been paralyzed through a, a football game. And so it was like a reenactment about his life story. And um, that was the very first audition and my first booking. And once again, just, it was a little bit like, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. <laughs> so that's what that was. Wow. That's amazing. And once again, I mean, you know what? Wow. You, you are a home run hitter because now you're, you get an agent mm -hmm. and, and that was such an important point you made about thinking and, and when when I was acting I thought the same way too that I have an agent so the phone's gonna ring right, not so right. until nope. I started actually submitting myself to some things and 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 actually when I talked to them they encouraged that they mm -hmm. said don't mm -hmm. don't just sit around waiting for us you, you know you can go absolutely you, you got an email you got a phone you got a computer you can do it yourself but your first submission, you get in front of Tracy Twinkie Bird, one of the most iconic black female casting directors in the industry, and you book the role. So again, it's mm -hmm. I, I think you're where you're supposed to be. So you get you get that that job, and then what follows? Another casting director who I met through workshops 
I got an audition for Criminal Minds mm. and, and and booked that one as well. <laughs> that was my second audition. <laughs> it's starting to sound like a lot. Trust me when I said it's not like that anymore. I don't book everything. <laughs> it, no, I don't book everything, but it does. Back then, it kind of was the case. Everybody's like, wait a minute, where this chick come from? She just got off the daggone boat and or the plane or whatever she just got off of and she's booking wow but you know what it works like that sometimes yeah and it is it's what i needed because the road is not always you know paved and ready to go you know so i think it was enough for me it was enough for me to be like okay there's something i need to keep on going mind you i came out here with no job I, you know, I, I left everything behind. I'm, you know, I'm going for this thing hardcore. So I think I needed, I needed those wins yes. for the times when it wasn't, you know, like that. I'll be like, oh yeah, remember, remember I had those roles. <laughs> it would kind of encourage me to keep on going. You got to hold on to those wins. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the, the downtimes, because mm -hmm. if you act for more than a month, that's going to happen. You're, you're winning. And then all of a sudden the phone's not ringing and the agent's not calling and you're not getting those mm -hmm. emails. So what do, what do you do in those times? Ask yourself, are you doing everything that you can do to improve your situation? So that means, am I doing marketing? Am I letting people know, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm working or, you know, I, you know, here's my most recent thing that I've done. Let me tell you about it. You know, so remembering the business aspect, because I love the creative aspect. I love to act, but it's, it's show business, not show friends. So you got to remember the business aspect and you got to, you know, think about that. And then there's training, you know, maybe I need to get better at something. Maybe I need to make sure that when I do have an audition, I'm doing my very best. So kind of really digging in and, and figuring out what can you do on your end and then looking at your team too. Sometimes you got to look at your agent and say, Hey, you know, I feel like I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe we're not a good fit. You know, it's like any other relationship. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But you have to, you know, I know people who never talk to their agent and the agent never sends them out. And, they and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a relationship. And you guys need to be talking about ways for you to get out there and book these roles. So, so yeah, just, just figuring out what can I do to make this situation better? Because there's, Literally always something that can be done. So you just said something that I want to touch on really quickly about agents not communicating with the other person in a partnership. And, and I, if you can, what advice would you give an actor or an actress who may not understand that dynamic about how it works, that it's not, I work for them. It's a partnership because you may have some 
actors or actresses that are afraid that if they ask that question, that they'll get dropped. So what would you say to someone on even how to approach their, their agents uh, dealing with that type of thing? Well, just like in a, a regular relationship, a romantic relationship, when it's not working for you, you, I would say, you know, first figure out, is there anything I could do about it? So when things are slow, I might reach out to an agent and say, hey, you know, I, I notice things are quiet. Is there anything that I can do on my end? How are the headshots looking? You know, are there any relationships that I need to kind of, you know, you're like, hey, there's some good things over in this casting office. I want you to take a workshop or do something. So just trying to brainstorm with them. That's that's first off. I always give my team a chance to, you know, work it out. And then once you've done that and it's still not working and you know that you're doing everything that you can, it might be time to sever that relationship. And you do, just like a romantic relationship, I might break up with somebody, but I can find somebody else. There's always somebody else. <laughs> and so we can't, we can't be afraid. You know, there's nothing to be afraid about. If you want to be afraid about something, be afraid about wasting time with somebody you shouldn't be with. Ooh. That's something to be afraid of. <laughs> and I've done that. I've learned it. <laughs> romantically and also, <laughs> and also also in terms of teams you know because you you think you know you you let fear make your decisions and that's not that's not a good idea you mm. know and and like i said it's not all about the agent by themselves you know but but once you know that Hey, I'm sending out marketing materials. I'm I'm staying in contact with people. I'm I'm doing strong auditions when I do audition, or I'm booking. I'm getting callbacks. When all that's happening, and you're you're still not getting what you want, try it elsewhere. You know, try it elsewhere. I mean, honestly, if you're not getting sent out, you don't have anything to lose. Like, what is there to lose? You don't have anything. You're you're right, and but I think so many because again, and this is just my opinion, but I just don't think a lot of actors, and I think this comes in on the business side, knowing the business side of it, so you will understand that aspect of the relationship. That it's not a hey, you work for them. That it's more of a partnership, and right now the business isn't firing on all cylinders. So we need to sit down and we need to figure out exactly like you said, okay, let me look at what I'm doing or what I could be doing first. And if I'm looking and, you know, all my ducks are lined up, then I have to look at my business partner. Okay. What are you not doing? You know? And if, if please. And it's not personal. It doesn't mean somebody's a bad person or whatever. It just might not be a good fit for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe that person doesn't have the relationships that could benefit you, or maybe you're just not at the top of the roster in that lineup, or maybe, maybe that person's trying, but it's not working out. So it's, it's not personal. And that's the first thing people need to realize, like, it's, it's business and, and everybody wants to win. I'm sure that agent wants you to book too. So 
it's not it's not even a huge loss for them <laughs> probably if you sever ties if if there's i think there's a better situation after you've done research and and looked around and and said hey i, I might fit into this roster a little bit better or i i i kind of like i like this team over here why not try it yeah i mean why not try i've i've left places there there was a commercial agency that i was with super nice people the nicest people ever and i love them personally but i didn't i didn't feel like i was really getting everything that i wanted to get from them and they were a nice size agency and all that good stuff but i was only being sent out sporadically now i did have a good booking average with them so it was like i might go out once every two months or something but but I would book something. So it, it felt it felt kind of good because I was booking, but I was like, this isn't enough. So I left and, and they were kind of mad about it, but I left. I went somewhere else because I thought, well, if, if, if I'm doing decently right here, going out sporadically, just imagine if I could go out, you know, more than... I like to try that. And, and there's no guarantees. You can go somewhere, it could be worse. True enough. Then, then maybe you just got to go somewhere else. I mean, it's just life. Everything doesn't work out. But I owed it to myself to try. And I did try. And I ended up having a better fit. Somebody who was able, I don't know why this person was able to send me out more, get me into the room more, but they were. It was just a, a better fit for me. And you you gotta take a chance on yourself, you know. You gotta take a chance on yourself and and not be afraid that you're gonna fail. Hey everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of a conversation with. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well you can. Just message me with a question or a comment and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. Because the worst thing that you can do is fail. And guess what? It's still okay because you'll have another opportunity and you'll try again and you'll learn from your mistakes and, and you'll, you'll do better. Like failing is a part of success, you know, it, it's, and it's completely okay. It's completely okay. And that's what I try to remind myself that I love what I do and it's awesome. But I have a life outside of acting too. I have people who love me whether I bomb an audition or not. I get, uh, I have a husband who, who, who will support me whether or not, you know, I'm, I booked whatever role. So, you know, it's important, but it, it shouldn't be the only thing. Sometimes we get so bogged down, you know, with, oh, I gotta, 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 <laughs> it'll work out. Just give yeah, it time. It'll work out. <laughs> yeah. It's some people it's, it's the end all be all. Yeah. And and I was I was listening to an interview that Tracy did and she said something very interesting when talking about actors not booking. 
as you said, it's not personal. And she said, this is what people need to understand. It's not that they're saying no. It's basically they're saying we just made another choice. Right. We just made a different choice. Yeah. And I think when people really begin to internalize that things will work out so much better for them, because like you said, you have so much more outside acting is what you do. It's not who you are. Right. And, and that is such a distinction. So do you run across people and, and you've been doing this for quite some time. So do you, do you run across people in, in the space where acting is their entire identity as opposed to acting is what I do. It, it becomes their entire identity. Oh, yeah. And I mean, sometimes I get consumed in it, you know, because when you want something so bad, it can it can consume you to a certain degree. And that's when you kind of need a reality check that you kind of have to take a step back because sometimes it creates this despair. And when you're going into an audition desperate to book, it's unattractive. Like it's, it's almost like going on a date and I'm like, Oh, thank you for, for taking me out. I, I never been nowhere. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thank you. You know, like you can't, you can't be so desperate. You said I ain't never been nowhere. Thank you so much. Oh God, a girl like me, like you can't, you can't, um, be so desperate. You gotta ease up a little bit. You gotta, trust that you'll get the roles you're supposed to and the ones that are supposed to go to somebody else let them have it it's fine you'll have yours you know and be happy for them because when you get yours you want somebody to be happy for you so let it go and that's the, the great thing about this business there are roles coming out hourly <laughs> like if I don't get that, guess what? I'll get something else. It'll be my time eventually if I stay in the game, if I keep on working hard, if I show up, you know, you got to be in the game to win. So just with that tenacity and time and practice, it's it's simply a numbers game. Like eventually you'll be able and, – and, and one more thing. <laughs> you got me talking, Floyd. No, please. <laughs> one more thing is that – we need to enjoy the journey as well because whatever goals that you have, eventually you'll meet them and then you'll have another one. You know, what if I want to win an Oscar? Okay, when I win an Oscar, then what? I, I want to win another one or a Tony or anything. Like, there's always something to strive for. So try to enjoy the journey because the hopefully the journey is long. So even when I'm auditioning, I try to find joy in it because I don't know what's going to come from it. Maybe I book, maybe I won't. But look, I have an opportunity to show what I can do. I have an opportunity to perform. So find the joy. You know, if you get a call back, love it, love it. You may, if, you, if you're on hold, like all of these are little successes, little wins that are leading towards whatever we, we you know, whatever we aspire to do. So enjoy that process. Don't be so... I got to get these, these end results, you know, that's what I think anyway. <laughs> that, but that's, that's phenomenal. But when you see, I ain't never been nowhere. 
I'm like, girl, I'm just taking you to the corner store to get a soda pop. Oh my goodness, the corner store. But you know, but I, I've never been off my porch. <laughs> so you this, gotta is, up. this is exciting, but that's so true. So how do you handle that when you go into an audition and you're nervous? How do you how do you handle that? Especially now as a veteran. Well, yeah, I, I do get nervous, you know, often, but, but you do it anyway. And luckily, I am an actor, so I can act like I'm not. <laughs> you can start right when you go into the room, you know, back in the day when we were going into the room more often. But, um, you know, I, I would tell myself, what, what would Oprah do? What would Denzel do? Like, I try to think of people who have a lot of confidence. How do they hold their bodies? How do they speak? What's their voice like? What's their body language? You know, because, you know, if I'm, oh, 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 oh I'm not, that's not, all you got to do is shift your body. Shift your body. Shift your thinking. Think to yourself, I got this. I already got this. I try to visualize not just the audition going well, but the when I'm on set. I try to think about what that would be like and kind of carry that feeling with me. Like, it's it's already done. And then try to focus on what I'm doing. So if I'm doing the audition, focus on that other person that I'm talking to. Focus on the matter at hand, as opposed to thinking, oh, what if they don't like me? What if, what if I'm not good? What if I mess up? Just focus on doing what you came in there to do. Your mind can only hold but so many thoughts at one time. So, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm physically doing what confident people do, I'm speaking like a confident person. I'm focused on what I'm here to do. You do all that and eventually your body's like, oh, okay, we're cool. We're all right. Your mind will calm down. Like, oh, okay, we're safe. There's, we got this. And, and that is so true. And there are studies that have shown that when you do basically what you just, just described, your mind cannot tell the difference yeah your mind cannot tell the difference so if yeah. you're in the moment in fear that is what your mind sees and feels mm -hmm. but if mm -hmm. you're in a moment of confidence to your mind it's the exact same thing and yeah. they talk about if you've ever watched a movie and you see someone get their arm chopped off and you have a visceral reaction Mm -hmm. Because your brain cannot tell the difference between someone physically getting their arm chopped off and seeing yeah. someone getting their arm chopped off. To your brain, right, it's right. all the same thing. So when you're in right, the room right. saying, I got this, your, yeah. your mind's like, okay. And it releases endorphins and things in your body. So now you're standing mm -hmm. straighter. You're speaking, yeah. you know, more distinctly and more clearly. And you're saying, mm -hmm. and then they're like, wow, what the hell just happened? Right. Is that why Stacey's yeah. always booking, booking work? <laughs> And prayer, I forgot to say that. That's really important, too. I, I pray. That gives me comfort, too, because I think, and, and obviously, it's it's fine to be nervous, and that's, that's a human emotion. But I pray for the strength to do it anyway, in spite of. I get nervous every day, you know, for, you know, not every day, but there's always something you could be nervous about. But, like, but make sure you you keep going. And eventually, like, with practice, your body and your mind will realize, hey, I've done this before. 
it's not so scary. I could do it again, you know, and, and, and you'll get more and more confident with, with each time. So question for you, what is the craziest thing that has ever happened to you on a set? Crazy? Crazy. Let me think about that. What is crazy? <laughs> well, one time, I don't know if it's, well, okay. I have a story. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I was working on um, sharp objects with Amy Adams, who I adore, who is such a really nice down to earth woman and, and just fun to act with. And, and I had, um, Jean-Marc Vallée was the director. He, he passed away the end of last year, but I, I adored him. He was the director of, of Sharp Objects and also Big Little Lies. And he was so sweet. And he and I just had a great working relationship. So I played a nurse on the show and I had done the things that I was supposed to do for my role. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm a, I guess I'm wrapped for the day. And he's like, no, nah, stay around. I might need you for something else. I'm like, you might need me. <laughs> uh, okay. So I just kind of hung out. And then he said, get, get in that scene over here. I want you in this scene. It was like a truly emotional scene with crying and death and 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 all this stuff and you want me to to jump in with an academy award winner and just kind of improv and get in there with no preparation at all so basically it was like yeah right before this big emotional scene that i had and usually like you know i'm doing all this preparation and thinking about how i'm gonna do it and listening to music and and it was like no 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 you don't have time for that just jump in here and 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 act with this woman who who is a real real professional go and and i did it i did i did my best and i felt good about it, it was scary at first but sometimes you do have to kind of just be thrown into the pool to figure out if you can swim you know and and that's that's what he did and it was it was the most thrilling it went from nervousness to excitement it was just thrilling to to literally just not know what was going to happen you know i didn't i had no idea and and to be able to to do it you know that was that was pretty crazy and pretty pretty great at the same time wow so now you know that you can actually be in the scene with an Academy Award winning actor. What did that do for your confidence? Um, I mean, I you're felt, pretty dope. I, I know you're good. pretty dope, but. It, it felt good, but when I'm in the moment, mm -hmm. when I'm working with these people, I just try to remember that they're, they're just people. You know what mm. I mean? Like they're, they're just like me. And I had to kind of work myself through that. Cause I would, I would go on set, I would do my work, but when we weren't acting, you know, like when we'd be in our chairs or whatever, I would try to stay out the way and be quiet and be small. And, and then I thought about, it, I'm like, why? If, if this person wasn't whatever celebrity, I'd just be talking. And I thought to myself, then talk to them. They're just 
They're just people. They're mm -hmm. people who do a really good job at what they do or they have more experience or whatever the case. But at the end of the day, no matter what, they're just people. So I try to remember that. I try not to freak out about somebody until after it's over. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I worked with this. <laughs> but in the moment, <laughs> but in the moment, it doesn't serve me to see all their accolades, you know, because that's just going to freak me out. I think this is a woman. This is a man. I'm a woman. I, let's just let's just work. We're all here building this this project together. So did that answer your question? Yeah. So I felt good. Yeah, it it, it did because uh, small side story. When I first started this podcast, I had a few people mm -hmm. on, and I had one particular guest on, and that guest kept me up all night because I was so nervous mm -hmm. and I was like, did I do enough research? Did I do enough this? Did mm -hmm. I do enough that? And then when I yeah. finally got on the podcast and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're such and such. She said, don't do that. She said, I'm just who I am. And right. she made me feel so relaxed and I felt so grateful because I mean, she is major. Yeah. But after that, I said, okay, we're, we're, we're just talking. Just they've done what they've done. You're doing what you're doing. And That's right. I still get nervous because I'm always excited to talk to people. Sure. But after talking with her, I said, okay, you know what? I have something to offer just as well. That's exactly right, Floyd. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when you're on set, if you have zero lines or you're the lead, Everybody has a job to do. We're all there to, to put in that ingredient to make this whole thing work. Everybody is important. You know, if it's the doorman, that scene's not going to look right if you're at the hotel without the doorman answering the door. Like, you need every single, every single person. And whether my part is small or big, it doesn't matter. They, they, they wanted me here to do my job. And so I need to carry that with pride and not like feel like, Oh, you know, I just had this little part. No, it's, it's important. What it, extras important. Everybody makes that project what it is. And that's so true because sometimes when I talk to an actor and I'll say, I have a small part in the movie, I'm like, no, it's not small because that part was needed. That's I said, right. if you go out, and you take a lug nut off of the one off of the tire on your Come car. On. If you Come take on. off one one lug nut, there's an issue right. because when that car gets to going down the road and it's only got three lug nuts, it may be starting to wobble a little bit. So that's right. You need that's you right. need every component is important. That's right. That's what? right. So I'm sorry, please. Oh, I was just gonna say, imagine imagine a movie without extras. You go into the grocery store and nobody else is shopping. But you go, you know what I mean? Like everybody is important, regardless. If you're walking, if you're in a train station, nobody's walking behind the main character. That train station's gonna look crazy. <laughs> you need that man walking by. You know, every every single aspect is important. And and honestly, that goes for the whole crew as well, you know, giving them some love and everything they do, you know, the props, the gap, everybody, you know, we're we're all a, a team. And I think it's important to remember that. Absolutely. It's all symbiotic and it all works together. So now do you also teach? I have. 
in the past. I don't do it as much as I used to. I used to have classes and everything, but now I've been a, a bit busier, thank God, but I'm still able to, you know, I I talk to, to new actors all the time. New and old, you know, whoever whoever needs me, I, I try to be there in any assistance that I can. So, so yes and no. Okay. No formal classes, but I still have one-on-ones with people now and then. Beautiful. So you have done a lot. And one of one of the favorite things that you've done, and I know people are going to be like, Floyd, all this she's done, and you're gonna you're about to ask her about this. Uh-oh. What is <laughs> the insurance commercial with Doug <laughs> and my emu? I mean You like that? I love the entire series. Yeah. And what was it? Well, okay. I'm not even going to ask you what it was like working with the gentleman. I want to know what it was like working the with the emu. <laughs> because the emu is my favorite, is my favorite character. So the emu was like? pretty bad on good. Okay. Well, you could tell how naive I was. I, I didn't know it was a real emu that would be in the commercial. <laughs> I didn't know it to the cynic. And somebody said, you know, you know, there's going to be a real emu. And I said, really? I, I was surprised. And but luckily, kind of luckily, because I might have been afraid, I didn't have to work in close proximity <laughs> with the evil. They, they, um, so I saw him, and so I did my lines, and then they, they put the emo in, and you know, the magic of television, they made it look like we were side by side. But, uh, but yeah, the evil was something else. It was adorable, and had on its little outfit and all wow. of that. I, it was. It was fun to see the emu, but I didn't have to get too close to it. Oh, you, oh wow, because again, that, that's one of my favorite scenes. And when you're like, you ain't getting a helicopter, so don't even, you know, you ain't getting a helicopter. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Commercials are fun because not everyone sees different TV shows. You know, I could be on whatever show, but you might not watch that. But a lot of people tend to see commercials, so that that that's kind of cool my friends and family i i know they always will be able to see me on a commercial no matter what <laughs> that that's cool so do you do you when you first started doing commercials would you get those phone calls would you get those phone calls girl i just saw you on tv yeah <laughs> and it's fun i have people who text me every time it's on again it's on again i have to be like okay okay I get it. It's you you don't have to tell me every time, but um, but it's it's nice to, you know, to have people excited about what you do, you know. And I do it too when I see my friends or come around. I know that person. Oh yeah, I know. And so it's it's fun, you know. It's fun to be able to to see people you know doing stuff on TV. So I get it. It <laughs> is. It excitement. is. It is because. Uh... Sometimes when I see my friends, I'm like, oh, this goes. My wife's like, who? I'm like, Sasha. Like, she's, like, she's like, I don't know who that is. I'm <laughs> she's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that that's such and such. And she's like, yeah, whatever. You know, so I'm 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 fast forwarding through the stories. <laughs> I'm either saying, Oh, that's my friend, or oh, I auditioned for that. <laughs> and didn't get it. She's like, oh, so that's oh, so she got it. So she got it, huh? Okay. It's all good. It's just like you, you hear a script. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I, I know that script. I remember that. Good for her. Good for her. 
so you you've been on i mean gray's anatomy you've been on you know criminal minds now did you actually work opposite one of my favorite rappers of all time ll cool j i did I did. And, and he was, he was absolutely wonderful. He's one of my favorites too. You know, the, the 16 year old girl in me was, was very, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a long time fan, but he, he was such a joy to work with. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to work together for a few days. And I remember the last day I was asking him about everything that he does. Cause he hosts, a radio show and he he hosts you know award shows and it uh, what was that the the lip sync battle and all of yes. that so in addition to ncis la he has all these side jobs and so i was just asking about that like how do you do what you do and he was like i'm a hustler <laughs> i was like that's what i do you know you, you gotta stay out there you gotta always be doing stuff and so he turned to me he said well do you write and I said, no, I don't, I don't really write. And he turned, he said, you ain't got no ideas. Mm. And I, was like, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I, I, laugh, I was like, yeah, LL, like, I got ideas. He's like, you, you got to do something, you know, get out there and do something. And, and he really, he inspired me to, to be putting more effort, more hustle, making sure I, I just keep it going as best I can. So. Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was special. <laughs> yes, he is, because I actually listen to uh, his uh, station on Sirius Radio when I'm in the gym. Mm -hmm. The LL, the, um, the, B, the, the uh, what is it? The B-side mm -hmm. and stuff. So, yeah, he's, he's one of uh, my favorite of all time because, yeah, the teenager and then going through the military, listening to him the entire time, you know, my, my 20s and my 30s, my 40s and my 50s. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still listen. But... Uh, Viola Davis. Oh, yes. That's so great. What was it like? Now, I know we're not supposed to get starstruck and all of that, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, Viola Davis. It's Viola. You got to. <laughs> you got to be starstruck. First off, she's so pretty. <laughs> I was kind of just taken aback. You know, before I got a chance to meet her, I was sitting behind her and... I, she did. She had on this dress, and it was kind of like a V-neck. Now I kind of I feel like I might look like a, a stalker or something. <laughs> but like she, her skin she was understand. so right. Don't tell her, but <laughs> she was just so pretty. And I was like, oh my god, I was just taken aback by her. And then when I had um when I had a, a chance to meet her, she was so warm. So sweet, you know, she shook my hand and she has this beautiful resonant voice. And she was like, nice to meet you. And, and that, talk about confidence. Another thing that I try to think about is robust uh, resonant voices like Viola's, which is, it just screams confidence to be able to command a room with your voice oh my gosh i i was in in awe of her she was just she was funny she was making jokes on set you know just really lively and 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 fun to work with wow because she's good yeah. i've i've followed her 
for a long time. And sometimes when I talk with actors and well, I, I want to do this and I don't, things aren't happening. And I'll use her as an example. And I'll say, did you ever watch law and order? I mean, back in the day, law and order, they're mm -hmm. like, no, nah. mm -hmm. I said, you need to go back and watch all those episodes where she was the janitor, where she was the parole officer, where she was the public defender, where she was the, I, the, the school teacher and, you know, just guest starring roles or smaller roles. There's a progression. I'd like, but she just didn't arrive where you see her now. That's right. That's so. right. That's one of my favorite things to do. I was looking at a movie yesterday and it started recognizing people from a movie from 30 years ago. It's so cool to see someone's progression. A lot of people just don't show up and become stars. Now, some do, but a lot don't, you know, and Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Yes. Yeah. Was in, I think it was called The Soloist with um, Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. She was... I guess, I don't know if I should call a featured extra or something like that. I don't think she had any lines. She might have even been on screen during the credits, if I remember correctly. And I'm like, that's Octavia. And maybe a, a couple of years later, she won an Oscar. I'm like, you went from being an extra to winning an Oscar. That's, that's the beauty of this business. You never know how your path will be you never know you know that's that's why i think we we stay in it you know that's why i stay in it because i never know when something beyond my dreams is just going to come true you know that's that's the beauty of it but you won't realize that un unless you're in the game that's right you and and i'm reading i read this, this i just got finished reading this book the alchemist and they they basically talked about that where someone kept doing something they kept doing it and they kept doing it and at the 10th hour they were about to stop wow. and uh basically in the book i think it's saying an angel came to them and said hey you need to do it one more time mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that 10th time come on is the time yeah 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 mm -hmm. so like steve harvey says if, if you're going through hell why why stop keep going <laughs> Keep going. Might as well. Keep going. And if we if we really love this thing, like I was saying, find joy in the journey. Because if I only waited to book things to be happy, I'd be unhappy most of the time. <laughs> you know, I I'd, I love rehearsing. I love auditioning. I love getting a fresh audition. I love talking about acting. Like you have to find the joy in this in the in the in-between moments it's not it's not always gonna be at least for me it hasn't always been on set every day so the question is what am i doing in between those times to keep me wanting to do more and you you have to find the joy in it those quiet moments if you will beautiful beautiful well this has been absolutely amazing so what uh -huh. is next on the horizon for Miss Stacy Greenwell? Let's see. There's a movie that I'm in that'll be out in April called Unplugging. And I'm looking forward to that. It's with um, Matt Walsh and Eva Longoria. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to that, a comedy. 
Um, I got another commercial coming up in April as well. Uh -oh. so, <laughs> looking forward to that. And and who knows? It's it's pilot season, so we'll see. Keep me in your prayers. <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. But again, this has been amazing. I am so glad that you that you came on because you've really given because we, we always have actors tune in and I, I really wanted them to hear what it took from someone who is actually working in this business, but more importantly, what you're doing to actually get that work. Mm -hmm. So I truly hope that everyone um, had an absolutely amazing time. But before we go, mm -hmm. you had some friends join. See it? Let me see. Wild Dance for Cool Socks. Sending you Ooh. so much good vibes and light, Stacey. And let's uh, see. Let's see. How can I see? I saw my mama. Oh. I saw my friend. <laughs> yes. Khalid. Oh, look at all my friends. Yes. <laughs> Will Dance for Socks. Oh, that's my one of my salsa friends. Hey, oh, sweetie. Wow. Oh, you do salsa? <laughs> oh, I do. I do. I love it. Those are some of the things, you know, to, to keep you going. You can't just be focused on acting all the time. You got to do something else. And salsa is my something else. I love it. So oh. many great people that I've met through that. Oh, thank every, thank you so much, friends, for tuning in. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And Floyd, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for coming. And you will definitely be coming back because there's uh, another segment that I like to do where I bring two to three people together to talk about the business and, you know, what to do and what not to do. And I definitely want to have you back because again, when, when we talk about working, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, please just go to her IMDB page. I am IMDB page. Please just go and take a look at the long list of credits because <laughs> she's obviously doing something right. But if you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe because we're now on all the streaming platforms, which is absolutely amazing. And if you are mm -hmm. not following Stacy, could you please go to her Instagram page right now and follow her? Oh yeah. And besides Instagram, where can people find you? All the platforms, uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and I even joined TikTok recently. I saw I followed so, you. Oh yeah, I sure that did. Made, I think I, I'm up to two followers uh -oh. now. So <laughs> so come on, friends, join me. So, but uh, but yeah, everywhere. Just my name, Stacy Greenwell. So yeah, I would love to have you all join me. <laughs> so make sure you follow her on all of her major platforms, especially TikTok. TikTok <laughs> is a strange animal. I'm still learning it, but it, you know, Same it is here. what it is. It is what it is. But we need to be on there because, you know, this is what we do. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking an hour and a little bit of change of your time to spend with myself and Stacy. It has been such a pleasure and such a joy to have her on. I am so looking forward to having you back and I'll just end the show the way I always end it. Love it like a hobby, but treat it like a business.
ladies and gentlemen, have an absolutely phenomenal night. Stacy. again, it was such a pleasure. And I look forward to having you back on a conversation with Floyd Marshall. Have an awesome and phenomenal night and the rest of your week and going to the weekend kicking ass. All right, everyone. Have a phenomenal day. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All righty. Thank you.